When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Don and Steve. I talk 1071. Thank you for hanging with us. Brittany is in for Donna Valentine today. Hi, Britt. Hey, Steven. <laughs> okay. Few people call me Steven. You know, my wife only ever calls me Steven. Never Steve. Ever, ever, never. Is it always like this, like Steven? No, it's it's not like if she's upset with me. Just always. Exclusively. Steven, because I think I used to call her phone, her home phone, and I had left a voicemail early on where I said, hello, just to be an idiot. I was like, hello, this is Steven Glenn Patterson. I'm calling for Lauren. <laughs> and uh, and I only call her Lou now. I never call her Lauren. It's always Lou. And, Thank you for asking. And you guys have been dating since high school. Since the year 2000. March uh, March 11th, 2000 she, is our dating not, anniversary. She, she was not part of your one-room schoolhouse. Why are you wearing those sunglasses, by the way? You look like the Terminator or something. Okay, so that's why. Because <laughs> what you just said is unbelievably awesome. It's a lot. It's so reflective. I keep being like, is that how I look? My wife went to a school that had 50 people in their graduating class, and I was like, just another number. But the teachers don't even know you. That's hilarious. Because I graduated with 12 kids in my graduating class. Graduated you, top 10. I was going to Oh, not even top? <laughs> top 10. That's Not the top. I'm not the one of 12. My husband was. He did give the longest speech at graduation, though, Andrew. 35 minutes. That's true. What was the theme of your speech? Like, what was the ongoing theme in your speech? Uh, we started with comedy. Started with, you know, some some jokes. Made up some fake quotes. <laughs> That I never, um, that, you know, because the, the salutatorian and the valedictorian go up and they do their five minutes mm-hmm. and they are, they're always quoting some poet. And I'm like, you never talked about this poet before. I would yeah. hear this in graduation speeches. So then I made one up. I also quoted Ludacris, including the line, sticky, icky, icky. Ooh. That man ain't ludicrous. Yeah. That was fun. And I cried by the end of it. You know, I was in hives. You at cried at your own speech. As I hit the emotional notes, how could I not respond? It's like the Saddest thing I've heard in a while. I'll give you one sadder. And it includes my <laughs> wife. At the time, she was my girlfriend. I asked her to marry me. This was on a cruise for my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. I asked them if it would be okay, if I would have their blessing to propose to her since it was their celebration. Yeah, you didn't want to stomp all over their moment. They were overjoyed by it. They thought it would be great. So Fair. I was going to end the ceremony, this like renewing of the vows ceremony that they had. And I would sort of close it and I went up and then asked Lou to come up and then she went up, blah, blah, blah. And I had already staged arguments prior to that of talking about 
how we shouldn't rush to get married. Like, we need to wait a little bit. So I staged those to try to throw her off the scent. Wait, wait, stage that? You mean you got in an argument with your... No, like, the topic of it would come up. Because we had been dating for a few years. We kind of knew we wanted to get married young. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I have to, like, back away from that. And then the next time that comes up, be like, but what if we, what if we like, waited? Like, maybe just need to wait a few years, get out of college and all of that and kind of get our feet underneath us. To throw her off the scent. I don't love that. But we can go back to that. I then am reading to her, crinkle, 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 from the written page that I had and am feeling high levels of emotion as I read this. And I show my emotion largely through hives and they were present. There was a line that I read to her. I want to be the one to wipe your tears. Brittany, I was ugly crying and she was the rock of Gibraltar. She was not crying. And she later said it was so difficult to sort of orient to wait a minute. So you are proposing to me now? Like, is that happening after we recently had these conversations about let's hold off? But that was a low moment. Weeping while reading that I will be, I will be the one. Will, I'll be the man to do your tears. It was a really embarrassing situation. Anyway, she said yes. She we loved got married. It. We've been that's married her, for 17 years now. Thank that's you for asking. Her demo, that's her brand. That's her jam. She loves it. That's her thing. <laughs> It's not universal, so thank God you found her. Yes, queen to that. Mm. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt were in the news. Tell me what you think about this. They were co-leads in the Jurassic World trilogy, but they were not paid the same. And keep in mind, Bryce is the is the woman on, because I always hear Bryce and think of a guy. Of a guy. Yeah, and this okay. was the woman who was wearing heels the whole time yeah. in Jurassic World. It was very problematic. Love Bryce Dallas Howard. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's super talented. Yeah. She's also directed some uh, episodes of The Mandalorian, which is really cool. Anyway, um, Howard claims that she made, quote, so much less than him. At the time, there was a report that Chris Pratt was getting paid $10 million a picture. She was getting $8 million a picture. She said, in reality, it was so much less than that and what was being reported. But Chris found out about it, and I thought that this was pretty cool. You tell me your thoughts. Chris stepped up when it came to other franchise opportunities that had not been negotiated already, like Jurassic video games and Jurassic theme park rides where they would be used. She says, quote, he literally told me, you guys don't even have to do anything. I'm going to do all the negotiating. We're going to be paid the same, and you don't have to think about this, Bryce. And she went on to say, and I love him so much for doing that. I really do, because I've been paid more for those kinds of things than I ever was for the movie. And even after the first movie was successful, she said that when you sign up for a deal like that, you sign up for all three movies right away. And so their idea is to get you in with a lower raise. Because you don't know if it's going to go big or not. And a lot of the sometimes these things don't go big. So it's kind of there's that gamble on both sides. But I thought that was pretty cool of him to step in. Look, the original deals were already done. He finds out, oh, there's a disparity here. Well, and everything that hasn't been negotiated yet, I will. the negotiating is it's the same or we don't do it. I love this. Love, love, love this, especially like taking care of it on the back end. Um, I would say that it doesn't surprise me because at the time when they did sign up, Chris Pat, Pratt was a bigger star, bigger draw, had done more sure. in the public eye. Sure. Um, so I don't think it's one of those things that you can just automatically go, oh, the wage gap. Because I do think, but I do think overall, then, if you break down 
then I go back to my I'm fighting myself because then it's like, well, why was that? Why was he more popular? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Then you can go back. Well, I think to at either. that point he had come out of like Avengers movies at that point and done Guardians of the Galaxy. I think. But then we have to ask ourselves: This is how crazy I get. Let's this keep dude. going. You know, are there more roles for men in general? And does he have? You know, so right. at the end of the day, I love it. I'm on it. I yeah. Love it. Okay. We're here. We're Chris here Pratt. for some Pratt. When we come back, Brittany's actually going to do sort of a mini quiz for us. Mm-hmm. She uh, has the top four movies at the box office this year. She will give us them in random order and see if we can stack them one to four. No margin for error. Three out of four is not a passing grade. This is pass or fail. We'll do that. Then we'll get into a study. Uh, people are loving it's themed impossible. weddings. Isn't it impossible to get three out of four? We'll be back on Don and Steve. I'm Steve Patterson from the Donna and Steve Show. Donna Valentine is not here today. She's on vacation. Facts! Brittany Arneson is here. Oh. Rocco Bonello is here. Wow, we're getting really formal. Yeah. I often call my wife by her formal name, too. Her name, we, you know, she goes by Meg, but I'm always like, Margaret! Oh, is that right? Get over here and do things. Some, I just recently switched my husband's name from Justin from Match to Justin Arneson. Oh, really? You met him on Match? Yeah. Uh, Okay, I didn't know that. All right, so I've got a challenge for you guys. What that? I have the list of the top cumulative gross movies of this year. The whole year, okay. I think, I don't know if you guys are going to get it. I'm going to give you both a chance. I'm going to name all four, no particular order. And you're going to have to put them in order from, we'll go high-low. From highest to lowest. One to to four. Okay. Okay, so here are the four movies that have made the most cumulative gross this year. We have The Batman, Mm -hmm. Top Gun Maverick, Mm -hmm. Minions, The Rise of Gru, Doctor Strange, and The Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. So Batman, Top Gun, Minions, Doctor Strange. Would you allow us to team up here and have a mind meld? Let me think. I will allow it. Okay. Rocco, first of all, we know. We know what number one is. Colin Maverick, without mm-hmm. a doubt. I think where we're going to be is, I think that Rise of Gru is at the bottom. I also agree with that. It's the next it's two the that next I struggle It's the next two that are with. tricky little bastards. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I feel like Batman broke some records. but then I, And then I can't remember if Doctor Strange... Also kicked butt, or they were slightly disappointed I think it kicked it. butt, but the reviews were bad. Yeah. Or, you know, subpar for a Marvel movie. I um, wrote down Batman second, but I, you know. You feel Batman second. I don't know. I feel like it's maybe Doctor Strange second. Let's find out who's the winner. All right, so now oh, we so both that's different. You, you guys divide. <laughs> I'm going to go okay. Maverick, Strange, Batman, Grew. He's going Maverick, Batman, Strange, Grew. I think if I'm hearing this right, um, did one of us get it exactly right? Oh God, no! You guys what? couldn't have been more wrong, and I think what? Rocco may have gotten only one correct, one. only by a what? accident. And I give the box office blast two or three times a week on this show. You guys really got to start thinking, like, a little bit more strategic. Think, what's the odd one out? Like, what was the one who's going to rise above all? Minions, the no. rise. No of way! Crew. This is. This Brittany, can't where do you be. Get you? This is oh, garbage. Top Gun is like just beat Titanic. Box office mojo. That's where I go. So you're telling me cumulative minions. gross. Cumulative, cumulative gross. gross. 
Not just gross, cumulative gross. Cum gross, domestic or worldwide? Um, this is, I believe, domestic. Okay. That's a great question. I um, just don't believe this. So, right now, cumulative gross, the Minions, the Rise of Gru, is at $1 billion. So, maybe it is worldwide. Mm-hmm. And then, second, Top Gun Maverick. Third, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. First of all, what does cumulative gross mean? I mean, it's everything. I think she has a garbage list. Um, I sent you the link. Clink on the the link. link. I said, there's a link that says don't. It says don't click. Because I wanted to play this game. I got to see what you're looking at here. You guys, I don't come Uh, in here. Oh, yeah. You know what you're doing. You're looking. I think you're looking at it wrong. No. Because you see the top of that. You, you said Rise of Gru is number one? Yes. So you're looking at that. That's July. No, 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 no. I'm not. Cumulative means rollover. This oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Far left. Okay, okay. I see this. I see this. Cumulative. We would like a definition on that. Because here's what I know in my heart. That Minions, the Rise of Gru has not made $1 billion. Maybe the Minions franchise mm. all time has made that much. Cumulative growth profit means gross profit generated from the date hereof through the including the applicable margin measurement date. No, so the cumulative like, gross weight, I figured it out. Because we're saying it's no, been on the market longer. I think, oh, yeah. Does that have to do with the box office? And then the but Minions only came out in July. But Minions over on the right hand side, the gross. Like Top Gun Maverick has made three hundred and sixty. And even then, you're still wrong because if you do gross, it's Doctor Strange beats out Maverick. At least when they click on gross. I mean, you guys sure know how to suck the fun out of me. <laughs> but I don't. I Rocco, you know that guy who does the bo blast. Yeah. So you have to find because I think Brittany. I see how she's reading it. And I see the number of $1.1 billion, but I'm just saying this with all of my being, Gru, the rise of Gru did not make $1.1 billion. Yeah. Okay, and I'm looking at top movies of the year, and it goes Top Gun, Doctor Strange, then Jurassic, then the Batman, then So maybe Minions. cumulative means, would they factor in how much it was to make the movie? Mm, maybe, but that wouldn't have that big of a cut. <laughs> I'm really glad we're figuring this out. Yeah, let's, whoa, hell, we're here. So we may as well, like total gross. What is, see, that's the whole box office that they're talking about. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm just thankful I have a link. I just come with a list. If you go by my list, Steve is the winner. Although Jurassic World thrown in there in the middle of it, wasn't expecting that. Well, (sighs) at the end of the day, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There. What's a movie, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> How do you define a movie? We're going to do a movie with we are. Project Down and Dirty. Oh, we, Fest. we should and talk so, about that a little bit. Did you know we're starting to meet our, there's going to be some directors helping us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and I understand that we might do some pre-production. Like, oh. you know, we're going in on that Monday or Tuesday night of Project Down and Dirty. But I was told by B. Arthur that we might have already started working on our script the week before. I could see really? that. I tried to take a couple of days off, and she's like, nee, 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 nee. It'd be a lot to do all that in that shorter time. You, I mean, you guys are creatives. Wait, you, you were guys... trying to take a couple of days off the the, Bef- the Monday, before. Tuesday, no, like of... Thursday, Friday before, and she's like, no, you're going to be maybe writing a script that week with your director friends. Oh, my gosh. So there's going to be all sorts of twists and turns this year. I am a listener. Give me any sort of taste of what you guys have thrown around for themes of your movie. Go. Gabagool. The, who, the title is Who Ate Dura. All the Gabagool. Okay, love it. Um, The Rise of Clomp. It's going to take place in Durop. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, definitely look at those lists of top movies and see what their names have in <laughs> real common. Real quick, real quick. Take this phone call quick. We've got 20 seconds. I bet they're calling about the box office. Okay. Hi there. You're live, you are uh, live on the radio. Who's this and why are you calling? Uh, I wanted to say something to Britt Britt. Okay, say it real yeah, quick. you got baby. 20 seconds. Oh, you're beautiful girl. Congratulations yep. on your present, your prize. Yep. We love you. Aww. That's lovely. That's Thank lovely. You. Thank you for the call. I got called a forty-year-old today, and I'm not the, mid-thirty, well, you know, so listen, I, I actually needed. What that. is age? You know, it's but a, a social construct. <laughs> number. When we come back, uh, we have more things that are planned. We're very excited about that. Oh, let me do these themed wedding things. Would you be in if somebody sent you a wedding invite and it said, "Hey, the theme is vampire"? Oh, I'd be so in. Would you lean into that? Love that. Themed weddings getting more and more popular. I'll tell you the categories, the themes that people are really wanting to see. That's next on Don and Steve. It's the John and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, home of garbage lists. Lists. Yep. I mean, I'm with you. It's a tradition on the show, Brittany, so don't feel bad. Yeah, we've oh. all come to the table with lists that just aren't right. No, it didn't feel right. <laughs> I mean, your guys' expressions after all of it. Yeah, well, when you come in here hard charging yeah. with Gru, the rise of Gru is your box office king I'm this year. unstoppable. I don't know. Someone has to say something. See something, say something. Yeah, because we've been talking about how Top Gun Maverick has been climbing the charts of like the best. It's like number eight of all time now or something. It just passed Titanic. We do have to acknowledge, though, so your movie going forward has to have colons in it. Yes. Because those are obviously their top. We just like they're doing very well. Also, we believe that you need to adjust the box office all time. Because even just inflation makes you make more money at a movie. It seems you're getting more revenue. But when they adjust those numbers for inflation, as we've said many times, Gone with the Wind is the number one movie of all time. Yeah, but this doesn't... I I don't want to be shamed on that level because we're talking about months apart. So... There are themed weddings that are becoming a thing. They're rising in popularity. Uh, let's see here. There's a new poll. 40% of people say that they've been to some kind of themed wedding. Mm. 44% of people say they can be fun. 
I like these. They create some really fun, great memories. So what kind of themes are we talking about? Here yeah. are the 10 wedding themes that adults would like to attend. Number one, fantasy. Okay. Like the Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Whips and chains. <laughs> or Star Trek. Star Trek is also in oh, that okay. same category, so which fantasy is sci-fi fantasy. to me, but... Would you, if someone said, hey, it's a Middle Earth theme, would you go all in and put on big Bilbo Baggins feet? And I think pre-COVID, I would be like, Ugh, come on. But now, I, I mean, any reason to go hard on something would be so fun. I would probably commit to hairy feet, and it wouldn't take much. Just like lack of shaving, if you know Girl, what I'm saying. Come on, hey. Uh, something's happening on those toes. Oh, it's got some cushion. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's fun. I mean... That's a little bit hard, but I would get elven ears, maybe. Do you, what do you think about a themed wedding? I have never been, and I I would be taken aback if I saw that. Like, please wear your Middle Earth costumes or something from a medieval time. Mm-hmm. But I would like to think that I would get into it and sort of lean into it. It's been a long time since I've really played dress up. It'd be a delicate balance because you still have to keep in mind you don't upstage the bride and groom. Mm. Let's be honest, the bride groom is yeah. pretty boring. Yeah. Um, because you wouldn't be able to be like a full interactive puppeteer dragon experience sitting in the second row and now nobody yeah. can see. So I think there would be a delicate balance and like <laughs> still shouldn't wear a wedding dress, but But like chain mail. <laughs> How do you get that I name? Just imagine you showing up late and with your chain mail clinging like, in. Trying- it's dragging me. Like sparks. trying to get in between people and like scratching their faces. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. My bad. Excuse me. I, excuse I me. actually have to give a speech later. So, <laughs> how about a music theme like rock and roll or disco? Um. Yeah, that's a little bit confused. I, I, I enjoyed. I mean, aren't all weddings themed? If we really think about it, your theme is no. What dress up? Yeah. Like formal. Yeah. Like, are you wearing that on the reg? No. This is my wedding outfit. That's true, especially nowadays with how they allow us to dress at work. I know. You tell me about it. You used to wear suits at work, you know? I used to wear power suits. And now, look at you roll in with a sweatshirt-t-shirt combo. Yeah. At least I got a collar on. Yeah, you got a collar and then, like, what's that texture? This is like a dress on top. Well, I know it's a dress, but, like, it's that looks like a scratchy texture. Is that wool? No, I don't know. It's not so bad. You know what's interesting about wool? When you spell it backwards, sounds pretty similar. Sounds like your wife's name. So a lot of people have trouble with this. Her name is L-A-U-R-E-N. How would you say that? Lauren. That's pretty good. She's not a big fan of Lauren, L-O-R-E-N. Lauren. A lot of people do, oh, hi, Lauren. She just says it's Lauren. Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. L-A-U. Who has time for Lauren? That's a lot. Well, but then she has to over say it. I heard a neighbor introduce her a couple weeks ago, and they were like, and this is Steve's wife, Lauren. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, we're going to hear about this later. Oh, boy. You are not. I'll be sleeping on the couch because of what she just <laughs> said. Unbelievable. A Disney theme is another theme that people would that's, like to go to. Um, even though that's very fun, I it, I get a little confused. I'm not mad at adult Disney. Don't I'm not shaming adult Disney. But when you start tying in romance as an adult with disney things get a little weird cinderella mickey mouse minnie mouse like cinderella does not get down on the get down you know what i'm saying what about lion king though oh you come in as a grown-up simba or 
Little Simba. Teenage Simba the, is pretty sexy. Little Simba at the beach. Hang on, let's stop down. No, 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 no. Going, no. no. I just meant he had a, a look. No, but here, just no. 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 I no, need not. to connect the dots. In hour two, you said that you would get together with Tony the Tiger. If you say you won't, you are lying. And now you're hitting on Simba. So just to be, if but, Tony the Tiger came up to you in the gym and said, "Good, hey, good looking, you're doing great things," you would be <laughs> awestruck. You would, you would think about. Catching a smoothie with him. They did. They made t- Tony like that. They did that on purpose. That was not. That's not my imagination. So jungle cats is your thing then? Just a lion and a tiger. I'm be honest. I'm a big Scar fan. Like I like his broodiness. It says a lot about who okay. I'm attracted to. Scar is definitely just to see if you round out the lions, tigers, and bears. Baloo, do anything for you? Mm, no, but I do think no. I'm not into it. You got to be a go getter and Baloo. Is not well before you made it weird. I was just meaning like you could go as young Simba at the at the the service, the ceremony, and then grown Simba at the, the reception. No, because that you're when you talk about outfit changes, we're talking about upstaging the bride. Okay, that's you cannot fair. have an outfit change at somebody else's wedding. Did I even see a mane on him earlier? <sighs> we're draped around your head and shoulders. Even, did Stephen Stephen just in the bathroom for thirty minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be fun. What about action heroes? Here's another theme wedding that people would like to see, like Marvel comics. Yeah. Lego characters. Don't you think there's something more, if that's the couple's thing, like that's what they bonded over, like that's more them than a generic wedding. And so that in itself makes it way better. Makes it fun. There's 80s era, there's medieval fast food theme like KFC, Pizza Hut, Subway, McDonald's. Well, like you don't I don't think you have to go full theme on that. You could just serve that. Yeah. And I'd be there for that. If you were to pick, if you had gun to your head, I'll be able to make this choice. Go ahead. What would be your theme? Oh, I thought I was going to be choosing of those uh fast food places. I knew you'd pick Chick-fil-A. If I had to choose a theme, um I would choose wrestling. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh. Everybody had like an entrance. Oh. Although a bunch of dudes would have to would be shirtless. You, would you be the heel? No, I think I'd be the baby face. Yeah. I'd be the guy who I'd like to come out with a big pop How in the crowd. How amazing if Lou was the heel. Or if I could be Macho Man and she could be my Miss Elizabeth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm giving you Macho Man vibes. Ooh, yeah. I just feel like you really just every show want to use that impression. I it's just one of my better impressions. I can't do it right now though because my I'm losing my voice a little bit, mm. and so I can't do it right now. Rocco, what would be your theme? Uh, you know, maybe like a throwback, like seventies, eighties. You know, disco wedding or something. So just know? like your overall like, look. Yeah, his theme today. He'd yeah. like show up as Rocco. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, yeah. Don't make me dress up as you know Griselda or whatever for your wedding. Keep me out of your weird sex stuff. <laughs> okay. Gosh, guys. Is Griselda a thing? I no. Know it is now. <laughs> and it might not have to do with intimacy. Oh, anyway. we got to get that website before anyone else does. Griselda.com. I have a feeling some <laughs> weird fantasy. Elf, elf, somebody who speaks like elfish on the weekend. Not going to look it up that. at work. Yeah. Griselda. <laughs> what did you say, Griselda? Yeah. Look it up. It looks like it's a fictional character in s- European folklore. Oh, no, but go. I could see you accidentally leaning into it, like in a cool way. Like you'd have like my other shirt is a dragon. Like Rocco would still would hit the theme, but like in a cool way. Like Rocco doesn't have to try that hard, but he still owns a cat shirt. Weren't there some people that were legitimately speaking 
Elfish. Yeah, I think that and Darth Thraki. You can Which go, is Star Trek language? Um, Game of Thrones. Oh, Grow up. Sorry. <laughs> Ever sorry. since he put those sunglasses on. That's it. Klingon is That's Trek. it. Yes. Live long and prosper. Time can't be slowed. Only savored. Spock. Wait, so the, the your guys' mantra is but from Spock? No. no. Actually, I created it before the show. No, I, I have created I told her before the show because it's one of the truest truths ever shared, and I created it. Rocco, it's just like I told you. Remember when I told you when I was a kid? Time can't be slowed. It can only be saver. Don't commercialize my saying. Oh, sorry. I actually made that song up while running the other day. <sighs> when I was a kid... And I created what I thought would have been a really good cheesy, but they uh, like a cheesy Christian billboard where it would have said or faith billboard where it would have said, I would think of this all the time. I was like 10. It would say dog and then dog would be crossed out, circle around it, line through it. And then it would say, God, man's best friend. That's a good cheesy billboard. When you are making these billboards in your head, like, I wasn't making a ton of billboards. It's just that billboard. Stop, stop making it out. Like I went through a phase where all I did was think of billboard sales. What was your goal? Like, that's what I want to ask. Profitability, monetizing. Uh, but like. Impact. Just impact. Like, and how does yeah. one measure that? So it would just be deemed a success as soon as you put it on. Because you'd assume people would be like. bottles immediately. Look, we did it. Yes. We, hey, look, Ma, I made it we, kind of stuff. A photo next to it. People kicking their dogs I'll, out of cars, dropping say, down on their knees and praying. I, wasn't that kind on, of stuff. I wasn't on board as soon as you said the line through the dog. Like, that's where it got. But that's But we're flipping the word around. Can't you, know? you just do something like, it's like looking in a mirror. God. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Right there, we'll just stop there. It's like looking in a mirror. I'm God. Like, you see God made in his image. Hey, you could argue that. Now we're doing another billboard. All right, get this on the books quickly. Again. But wouldn't that have sold? That would but, have but sold. For, as a, sold? What does that mean? Like, who's buying this? Where? What are the goals? Like, the Evian is, union. Like, <laughs> is the Catholic Church funding you? Like, who? I don't know. I, I never pitched it. That's why on Faith Shark Tank. You guys start monetizing these ideas. They're not it's not useful unless you think of who is who is it helping. Am I driving down the road and I go, okay, I should get teeth whitener when I see that? Like, tell me what tell me what my yeah. demo is. Like, you think about on? your life. You you're make you just you just curse somebody out at work and then you drive past you and I knew the exact intersection where I wanted it. It was right off the Halton Bridge in Oakmont, and then you would look up and be like, Oh, maybe I need to get my life right because I'm cursing people out at work. And maybe my dog isn't my way out. <laughs> my God is. All right, you know what? I'm getting faith, James. I'm leaving. I'm going to take a breather. We're all going to come back together. We're going to wrap up uh, this show when we return. You're listening to Donna and Steve, kind of, on my talk. You guys are all our best friends. We love you all. Thanks so much for uh, listening. Some. Some. Well, you know, most. Oh, no, my headphones stopped working. You love everyone. Do you really like... I'm trying to stall for you. My headphones stopped Oh, it's okay, guys. It's me and you, Britt. Is, here we go. There we go. The right. BR show. Our, actually, I'll do RB. I'll let you go first. <sighs> okay, cool. I, I, I thought Steve was fixed. He was not. No, I got it. No, it I got it. I got it all figured once out. he took his sunglasses off. Yeah, it all changed, right? Those are super dark sunglasses. I want to let our friends know about some wonderful listener rewards that did. we have. Did you, you already say Your headphones were so... Un- they non-functioning. Really what you, happened? You missed my headphones. rewards. Did you push the little button? Push the little button next to it. 
Uh, a different thing. Yeah. I pushed the button accidentally. I knew it. They pulled out at the end of last I segment. know that you TV people don't understand all the time <laughs> how this stuff works. But TV people. TV people. You know, just in the mountain with a pretty face. Let me show you what to push. <laughs> anyway, cool. We did listen to her words. That's great, everybody. Yep. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we've had Brittany in for the uh, first time in a long time on the show. And probably last time. Sadly, others said no, so we have you the rest of uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, I love being on this show. I'm not going to lie. And... In- it's a fun group. Which do you like more, this one or Loje? Well, what one do you think I'd have more consequences for? For sure, Loje. I here's the thing. I am Loje ride or die. So Here she goes, man. What they do to you? Also, like they yeah. discovered you. Did they discover like, you? Like being in the Loje gang is so fulfilling. I've never been like a cool girl, and that's how I feel when I mm. roll with them. Like yeah, like I don't have to fight because like people just are going to assume we're going to win. Right. We're much more of a midday vibe. Yeah, like you guys are fun and definitely like theater kids esque, and I love that. I love hanging with them, but like it's pretty fun. I feel like Brittany, you're a lot like probably like Steve, like me. You can roll with anybody. Like when you're with LoJ, you put your like gossip hat, your page six dot com mm. hat on. We talk Real Housewives. We go deep in the shallow. Although, yeah. oh wait, I shouldn't steal. The, no, that's Cobra. <laughs> See, you're a saying stealer. Um, when I used to fill in occasionally on Lori and Julia, and it was only a few times, it I, and I would come up right after Twin Cities Live, and so it would be like 4 o'clock at the time, and would jump on. I don't know that I would give myself that credit, Rocco, because Julia would throw things out at me, like Hollywood, Hollywood speak it. Mm-hmm. I really struggled with that because oh. I would sort of go much more square and prudish in my approach. I need when we do Hollywood speak, I need them to baby bird me that because I have a hard time with Hollywood speak. And so Lori will literally just give it to me exactly. Like, no, this is actually what it means and I'll say thank you, right. Lori. Um I could see you having a hard time with Sex Monday. I don't think I ever did a Sex Monday. Hey Steve's had sex. He has like four or five kids. Thank you very much. It's been documented. I mean <laughs> I got the birth certificates to prove it. <laughs> What a flex. Yeah. That, <laughs> but, you know, I remember just feeling like, you know, and with a lot of their content, Steve Bruderson, Pastor Patterson, uh, it makes me a little um, nervous and uncomfortable. And so they would, I think, like, there's like an element of, like, it, leaning yeah. in, watching me react. But I never co-hosted with Lori, and that would have been... I think a lot more uh, uh, she would have been like, what is this guy doing over here? I think that she obviously would get a huge kick out of you. But um, like, why is it? Are you going to run for office at some point? Like, why do you feel the need to hold back? No. Well, I think a lot of their my sensibilities are different than theirs. I'm much more how I always describe my humor and and the humor and like the content that I like. I'm much more of like a PG-13 Guy, mm-hmm. that would be my movie rating. If I was on TV, if my life was a show, it would be on network television. Okay. You know? That's like... Whereas they'd be like on some pay-per-view. Yeah, they'd be... <laughs> you know I mean? 
not rated. Not rated. Yes. And I love it. I love it. I love, yeah, it's. So you get to experience both of it. You get to experience. I love, here's the thing about me and my Zach. I listen constantly. I love every show. I am like, there's no, that's what my talk is. It's like, it's the, it's where talk is fun. Word on the street. (laughs) Like, I love every show. Like, I will, as soon as we get out of here, I'll listen to Cobra. Love that show. I have to fight myself from texting everybody all the time, always, while listening. Wow. That's great. That's wonderful. That makes you well-rounded. Yeah, I think so. I mean, do I know anything about politics? No. You don't have to. You know? Not over here. somehow survived my 48 years on this planet. You know what I would like to happen, and I hope it happens now that we're um, just dedicating the last block of the show to promoting Lori and Julia, which comes on today at 3 o'clock. I would really like to see them get back out to the... Screen Actors Guild Awards. I don't know if Meet. there are plans for oh. that, Rocco. Do you know? Was there something behind the scenes? Like, are they are they efforting to get back on the red carpet next year? Is it likely? Is that a closed door? I guess I do not know. I mean, are they still being punished for not turning the recorder on that one time? Or? Yeah, is it an internal thing? I'm sure COVID slowed it down, and then there was probably limited spots this past year on the carpet, which means anytime they do that at a red carpet, you find out, oh, you have to like apply to be on any red carpet if you're not one of the big, you know, four or five major outlets. And so it's difficult because they have a finite amount of space on the red carpet. And depending on how much they're social distancing, et cetera, there are probably fewer spaces. But I hope that they get back out there. Oh. That was the first time I met them in, in life was I was working the red carpet for reels and they came up shot out of a cannon. Not you were not throwing shade just now. It's not saying for real. You literally mean for the company reels. <laughs> reels, correct? Yes, yes. Not like I was really interviewing yeah. celebrities. I'm a hard hitting journalist. No, I, they had a better spot than we did at line. We were like toward the end of the line where where you're just hoping just who can catch. we get? Oh yes, you're Bottom doing the, the yelling. Barrel. Oh, it's it's a lot. Was that fun for you? Did you like doing that? I loved doing red carpets. It was always better if you had a better spot. Did was it hard sometimes? Like. Do you get pictures and, and names, or do you just knew who they were? You have a tip sheet, and so you have a one sheet that says, here are all the celebrities in attendance. It's just their names in bold. So you do the face, and if you didn't know, you would look it up and be like, okay, yeah, this is this person, and they're That's- from this in IMDb. Disney, they did it right. They would give you a color-printed, yes. stapled together multiple sheets, and it was everyone that had confirmed to attend, and it had their picture, their name, and their notable credits. Yeah, That me likey. I bet you it's kind of insulting, though, when you jump on the red carpet if you're not like a known celebrity and everyone goes silent and goes through their papers as yeah, quickly as they right. can. Well, um, you know what? You'd have the publicist. Good publicists would come up to you right before, and, and before they Steve came Patterson. out. Is it Steve Patterson? And they would say, uh, "Hey, I've got my client, you know, um, John and Steve experience." Yeah, Jim from this show. He's new, but he's he's really blowing up. We'd love it if you could. Could you talk to him? And then he's sometimes allergic to shellfish. It's his favorite topic. Go yes, on. and then you would boom. Hey, Jim. Talking point. He's scared of water slides. Go. Yes, yes. This is the information that you want. I'd be good at that job. The publicist. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Not the celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, or may, I maybe the interviewer. You know, you do no, great no, no. with that. I mean, I think I'd be a really good publicist because I, I would love to. I'm a good hype woman. Now tomorrow we have an interview, so let's all prepare our hearts for that. Okay, oh, eleven man. o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Author Lori Gelman, uh, who is the uh, best-selling author, and her latest book just came out called "Smells Like Tween Spirit." What's her name These, again? I stomped all over it. I'm sorry. Lori Gelman. Okay. 
Lori Gelman, uh, who is an acclaimed author, uh, TV host, and also happens to be the wife of Live with Kelly and Ryan, longtime executive producer, Michael Gelman. Hmm. And so she's going to come on and uh, talk to us tomorrow at 11 o'clock. So we're looking forward to that. Meanwhile, we're out of here. Cobra's coming in next. Then LoJ, aforementioned. Brittany, thank you so much for filling in for Donna Valentine today. Brittany will be back tomorrow. We hope that you join us then. Bye now. Bye.